Welcome back to another episode of Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor, and as always, we're joined by our good buddy, Josh Katowski. Josh, how you hanging in there, man? I am hanging in there, Trevor. There's there's no doubt about it. Feeling a little under the weather right now, but I have, I have to give the people of Motor City Bets an episode. And you know what? I'm here. I'm ready to record a great episode. And Char- character is not what you do when no one's watching or character is not what you do when people are watching. It's what you do when no one's watching. Josh, <laughs> exactly. Thank you for your efforts, sir. Everybody. Welcome to Friday. Hope you guys had a good work week. Hopefully everyone's surviving the freezing cold temperatures across the country. And more importantly, hopefully you guys are winning some bets. So Josh, I want to try and get into things here as we both, you know, you get, you're a little under the weather and I'm still hung over from Florida. So <laughs> Try to make this one quick for for both of our sakes a little bit here. That's I fair. Think that let's let's hop right into our segments here. And as always, our first segment is going to have to be the Detroit sports update. So, Josh, we talked a lot about future of this of the major of the different major sports in Detroit last last week. Mm-hmm. Let's hop right into it. Are we seeing any improvements in the Pistons, sir? You know. Blake Griffin is officially done. His era in Detroit is done. You know, Dwayne Casey and Troy Weaver have come out and said that they want to focus on the younger guys. It's more important to them to get playing time and to develop. So guys like Sekou Demboya and Sadiq Bey, you know, kind of getting more playing time, more reps. Sadiq Bey looks like an absolute steal for the Pistons when they took him at 19. Traded away a Luke sweet Kin- name, which is important to any yeah, sport. Exactly. He uh the other night he came off a his first career 30-point game. He oh, finished wow. seven of seven from three. Uh, I believe he's the only rookie this year to sh- you know sh- score 30 points and shoot seven of seven from three, which is great to see. And then on top of that, Jeremy Grant. It, it, if, if this man is not an all-star, you know, the, the, the NBA all-star starting lineups for the East and the West just got, you know, announced today. Kevin Durant, captain of the East. LeBron James, captain of the West. Jeremy Grant is coming off a f- career-high 43-point game. 43 points. That's unreal. A lot of people in the preseason – we're hating on Jeremy Grant because they're like, we're paying this dude 20 million and he's not doing jack. He's he can't shoot, he can't score. This man is without question an all-star. He is young. He's 26, I believe. I believe by the time his contract expires, he'll be 29. So it'll kind of be interesting to see what Troy Weaver wants to do with Jeremy Grant moving forward and whether he's gonna be continue to be a part of this, you know, core centered around Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, um, Killian Hayes. Hopefully we see Killian here within the next, I don't know, five, six weeks. Hopefully he's recovering quickly and healthy from from his hip injury. But I I, I have a lot of yeah. The Detroit Pistons, they're bad, Trevor. Their record is their, their their record's really, really bad. But this team is always competing. Always competing. 
you know, Josh, I think that for the first time this season, not to not to ruin your tangent there, but we're seeing that in Detroit in the Red Wings as well. Their record's terrible. They're a bad fucking hockey team. They're not gonna win games. <laughs> However, their compete level, these you know, since that since that horrible loss, I think last weekend to Tampa Bay, they have been playing it's like some actual professional hockey. You know, it doesn't necessarily look like it if you're a casual fan. It looks like a boring game, and they're boring games even for the for the less casual fan. But that's that's how the Red Wings are going to be able to stay in games. They're fighting pretty hard. They're literally fighting at times, and they're when when they're not on special teams, they're winning the battles. Um, for anybody who's a big stat person, especially in the NHL, there's a stat line called Corsi Stats. It's Corsi goals or Corsi expected goals for and Corsi expected goals against. Essentially, it's like a more advanced look at um, possession time on the ice. So if you're at 50% Corsi expected goals for, then essentially it's a wash. Like no team is favored. But let's say the home team, their Corsi expected goals for percentage is like 64. That means that the ice is kind of tilted in their favor. They're you know, driving more of the play in the offensive zone. Like they're, they're basically having a higher quality possession time and they're having more possession of the puck. The wings against Chicago had a Corsi four score of fucking 71%. That, that puts their average on the season. I think it, I think the number that I last saw was around 64%. That puts them sixth in the NHL at five on five. Sixth. Fucking top ten, and this team is is the second worst team in the NHL they're right bad. now based off points. They're so terrible. That says a lot about how they're controlling the play when they're not shorthanded. But their their power play is terrible. They lost this game to Chicago, essentially one zero. It was two zero because Chicago scored with two seconds left for me to for me to win a little bit of money there. It wasn't <laughs> no. too big, but <laughs> but they scored a goal, an empty netter with like three or four seconds left. Patrick Kane got the assist on, which I had uh, a prop bet on. But there either way, the Wings are playing games. A hell of a lot better, and it may not look like it, but if they can continue this up throughout the weekend, and you know, hopefully for the rest of the season, as guys come back from injury, then you know you're looking at a team that is actually like a competent hockey team. If they can get their their special teams figured out, then they're not going to be a good team, but they're not going to lose as much, which is fun. Exactly. So it sounds like Josh, out of it, the Pistons and the Wings, the two active teams right now that. There's like a little bit of positivity. Yeah. Like, yeah, it looks a- ugly on the on the surface, but if you dig just like one little inch below, <laughs> things aren't looking too bad. Which I think is you know it's great vibes heading into the weekend. Yeah, you know, no, I I, uh, I know that the Pistons and the Wings are playing this weekend. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But all in all, Josh, how would you? Uh, how how are we feeling heading this weekend on the state of Detroit sports? On Monday or on Tuesday's show, we were feeling pretty down in the dumps about it. Our, our spirits rekindled a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> there was not a lot of optimism or excitement or hope, you know, earlier in the week. But I think as time goes on and, and the more and more these guys get to play and the more and more they get to practice, you know, I. Uh, 
I'm excited about the wings. I think, I think right now between them and the Pistons, they're probably the two teams that are closest to making the playoffs. I would say I'm not guaranteeing any championships for wings. (laughs) I'm not guaranteeing any, any championships anytime soon, but God, I mean, the the way that Troy Weaver has come in and just flipped this team around and he he's needed, he's come in and done a job that probably for the past eight years, the general manager of the Pistons has needed to do. And that's blow it all up. When they traded for Blake Griffin, I, one, wasn't excited about the draft capital that we had to give up, but you know, we were able to make the playoffs, I think, one or two times with Blake Griffin. He's given his heart and his soul to this city, and, you know, you respect him for that. But uh, I have a lot of optimism and a lot of hope. I, I, I have to say, I enjoy now watching both of those teams. I remember in the beginning of the year, I would throw I remember on. two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I can watch them and – and not feel bad to be a Detroit sports fan. I feel optimistic, I would have to say. I'm in the exact same boat, Josh, and it's really exciting. I think that, you know, even bigger than optimism, because I'm more of a the glass is just full of water kind of guy. But I think that we can have a little bit of hope in this city, which is something from a sports perspective that we tend to lack. And it's been a tough go over these past <laughs> For a long time, but uh, especially <laughs> this past decade, it's yeah. been pretty tough. Um, speaking of continued hope and kind of wrapping up our Detroit sports update, the Pistons, not the Pistons, rather the Tigers, had their pitchers and catchers report this week. Um, Josh and I are going to continue to provide such great baseball analysis such as that. So stick with <laughs> us this baseball season. We're going to be probably the number one baseball podcast by the end of the year. Without a doubt. Just, uh, you know, I won some money in the World Cup. Nope. World Series. Series. World Series. <laughs> World Series. So I'm hoping baseball can be, you know, can be a fruitful <laughs> endeavor for me. So, Josh, I want to I want to take that then. I think we're all set here in Detroit sports. I want to move right along into let's just talk about our bets in this week before we preview the big bets of the weekend. So. We don't need to bore everybody by talking about all of our losses, all of our, you know, massive winnings. Uh, We don't need to go over specific bets because I sure as hell placed a lot. I just (laughs) want to talk a little bit about the system here. So one thing I want to highlight is I said that Northwestern versus Illinois, I said on the show on Tuesday that Northwestern, this close to March, is going to start throwing some wrenches in some Big Ten teams. And... They almost won. They definitely covered. Uh, so t- if you took them points, I, I'm, I also took them points. So we can all celebrate together here. <laughs> and I think that we're getting to that point where those upset alerts start popping up on ESPN on your phone. And it's very exciting. So if you're betting on college basketball as you get closer to March, the favorite's not really a lock. I think that at this point in the season, for me personally, I'm going to start switching over to over-unders. I think that, especially within the Big Ten, I think we're starting to get a pretty good feel for these teams and a pretty good gauge of how things are going. So that's something to keep in mind going into the weekend. You know, if you're if you're seeing the board and you're not sure, you know, you're not you're not loving anything, definitely try and try and take it over or the under. 
I think at this point, like I said, a lot of teams are kind of figured out offensively. For example, I'm going to start riding Michigan State in under because they're not scoring on any, <laughs> any fucking buckets. And so we may as well uh, cash in and on some aspect of the game. And the under makes it exciting in the worst way because you hope Michigan State does well. And for them to do well, the over probably has to hit. So a little double down in misery. <laughs> that being said, Josh, I also, if you can see here, none of you can see because you're listening. Great radio. I'm wearing a Caps jersey. I had I to that. dig deep into the closet this week because I was losing every goddamn bet that I was placing. I was losing player props. I was losing straight up. I was losing spread. I was losing parlays. The NHL was just really, you know, I thought getting the best of you. I thought that me taking a break was going to like reset the scales of justice and it didn't. So what I did instead was I decided to tip the scales in my favor. I placed a wager on Tom Wilson, whose jersey I'm currently wearing to score a goal tonight. Don't really know why. I just saw his name and it was like plus <laughs> 250 and I was like, hey, why not? I thought I placed $10. I unfortunately placed $1. But he scored a goal, and honestly, I don't even care. I'm so happy to see <laughs> that something worked. The only sad part is at this point now, I may have to get jerseys of every player I want to score goals because it seems <laughs> to be the only way it works. I got a couple other players. I might toss them on to see if uh, see if this is a real trend. If it is, I'm that committed, Josh. I'll fucking – I will buy every jersey of every player I need to score goals. <laughs> And I'll just roll with it here. That's a, that's a hell of a take. Wow. That's a, it's, know, uh, it's, hands, it's, it's boots on the ground journalism. Like I had to tip the scales in any way that I could. And, you know, I, I did, I did my part. He did his part and I won two bucks. So that's definitely something. I have to say, I hope for the sake of your wallet that when you do buy these jerseys, you're, player props are hitting because if I know one thing about jerseys, they're expensive as hell. There's the, the, I don't know how much a hockey jersey goes for, but I'm pretty sure basketball jerseys go for like, they're not cheap, Josh. 70. Yeah. yeah they're 70, much, $80. They're much more than that. They're like two twenty. dollars mm, Yeah. You're going to have to win a lot. If you're, if you're All trying I'm to get, is, I'm willing to do it for the show and for me to win. Um, <laughs> Like, that's, that's where I'm at. You know, I was 0-3 for all those weeks in a row. Like, I'll take matters into my own hands if I need to. But, Josh, I think unless you have any uh, fun gambling tips from the week or memorable moments, I'm, I'm down to move along to the big games of the week. Yeah, well, I'm going to give one little rundown to our, to our listeners. I had the pleasure of – having one of my picks hit last night and it was a parlay. Oh, and, um, let me see what I had. I think it was an NBA parlay. You do know this parlay. It was 76 years money line that hit nuggets. First wizards over that hit Pacers money line that hit. So that means I have one game left and it's the warriors. I have the warriors money line. And I said, all right, let's. I need Steph Curry to have a game. I I, I think my odds were plus five forty one, so I had a nice ten dollar wager to win. You know, a nice fifty four dollars, and I'm I'm watching this game, Trevor, and I see it. The Warriors are down like fifteen, 
And so I text you, I said, dude, should I, should I cash out? Like there's, there's no way that they come back from this. They're not 15 and in the NBA, that's not a lot, but that's also not a little, that's definitely hard to overcome. And you told me to, to hold the line. You told me to hold Trevor. So I'm watching the game. I see the, I see that the Warriors are down two. I'm, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm, I'm tripping. They tie it up. The game goes to overtime. I'm freaking out because I'm like, God, I just want to like play it safe. After the game went to overtime, I think my cash out was at like sixteen dollars. I said, Trev, Trev, do I do I withdraw? Uh, you had to hold the line there too. Yeah, principal at that point. You told me to hold. I ended up holding out. Warriors ended up winning. I had a beautiful fifty-four dollar payout. Thank you, Trevor Lang, for telling me to hold the line. Happy to do my service here. And I think that that's a good point, Josh. You know, cashing out's kind of for kind of for pussies. Um, it's an easy out. You know, you gotta you gotta fight it out. You gotta you gotta go down with the ship. It's what it's what it's the right thing to do. And fortunately this time the ship didn't even go down. So I'm real proud of you for sticking to the guns there. You know, it takes a little bit of grit, a little bit of determination. The whole the whole theme of today's episode is really just your character, which as I mentioned earlier, is what you do when no one's looking, not what you do when people are looking. So I'm real, real proud of you. I feel like you've really grown a long way. But that being Thank said, you. Josh, if you were to have a gambling problem or you weren't gambling responsibly, uh-huh. you should call one eight hundred Gambler. Uh-huh. That goes to anybody. If you're having any problems gambling, call one eight hundred Gambler. They'll hook you up with something. I'm not exactly sure. I've, I've never called because I, I only bet responsibly. So that being said, Josh, big games of the weekend. We have no football. We have no football on the horizon. The NFL season hasn't even officially ended in 2020 yet due to the fact that the free agency hasn't started. So we're in the weird limbo where we've got just about nothing. Before I move off of the NFL, though, I do want to mention – that uh, Big Daddy Carson Wentz got traded out of out of Philly mm-hmm. after a lackluster career, I think is a safe way to say it. You know, he broke onto the scene pretty strong and was pretty impressive. You know, that 2018, 17, 2017 was when they won the Super Bowl. It was 2018. Okay, yeah. The Super Bowl winning year that they had before he was injured, <laughs> he was looking pretty solid. And I think that, you know, the city of Philly quit on him, and that's a hard place to play professional sports. Absolutely. So I'm excited to see him in Indianapolis. I, I think that the the Colts jersey looks kind of right on him. I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, it just kind of makes sense. It does. He's got, it like, does. a similar body type of, of uh, Andrew Luck and <laughs> Phil Rivers. Like, I don't know. I'm hopeful for the guy. I think that, you know, he's still a hell of a good athlete. He's a better athlete than anybody who's listening to this fucking show or hosting this show. That's for sure. And I, and I think that I think he deserves another chance. I'm not sure that it's the best move, but I think that the Colts, you said it best earlier, Josh, the Colts fleece the Eagles. And anytime you can fleece somebody for a quarterback, you may as well take your chances. Did you know that in the 2021 season, the number one player on the salary cap for the Eagles, still Carson Wentz. Yep. So, uh, this is basically like uh, the casino giving you a bonus fucking card, and you're just playing on the slot machine. If you win, you win. If you don't, eh, 
cost you a hundred bucks, whatever. Who cares? Move along. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure he, uh, I'm pretty sure that he had a $33 million cap hit. Yeah. Yep. And uh, against the Eagles cap this year or for this up and coming season, but we're going to, we're going to really start talking a lot more on or NFL as soon as the NFL free agency season officially starts. Soon there'll be a lot more news out of there. So, you know, the last big name that we're waiting to see for a trade is Deshaun Watson. So, you know, maybe maybe Tuesday show we give a little bit of speculation on where we think he's going to go. But I want to move right into the big games of the week, Josh. Let's start with some basketball. So we've got three days. Give me three big games, sir. All right. My three big games include North. Nope, that's the wrong week. I was going to say Northwestern versus Illinois. That already happened. All right. So my three big games are Friday. I've got an NBA game. I've got Jazz and Clippers. The Jazz have covered in 19 out of their past 21 games. I love that stat line. That's fucking ridiculous. Kawhi and Paul George are going to be out on Friday today. Um, Seeing 20 out of 22. I think so. Um, Saturday, we've got a couple of good – couple of good games on the table. We've got West Virginia versus Texas. I'm not going to dive too much into that because I do have a pick in my pick segment. And then we've got MSU versus Indiana. MSU basketball is bad. Um, a lot of players are, are playing for their future scholarships, according to Tom Izzo. Um, it, it sounds like the future for some players is going to be determined in these next couple of weeks. And, I would expect two to three players to transfer at some point, uh, whether the at the end of the season or over the course of the summer. Now, Sunday, I have a big game that I didn't even know was um, happening, and that's Michigan versus Ohio State. That's a top five matchup there. Ooh. And those two teams don't like each other. Anytime they get together, it's, of course, going to be pretty much much watch TV, especially now that both teams are, like, pretty good. Michigan usually kind of doesn't really show up to the dance at the same uh, same attire as Ohio State, as it were. So um, I'm rooting for Ohio State in that one. Yeah, without a doubt. What about uh, what about your big games for the week, TL? All right, so looking over to the NHL, um, the NHL is doing their outdoor classics this weekend. So on Saturday, and I'm, I'm going out of order here, which doesn't make sense, but whatever. I'm going to do it anyway. Saturday, you have the Vegas Golden Knights versus Colorado Avalanche. These teams will play each other. Uh, this will be their fourth game out of the last six. Don't quote me on that. But uh, the Avs are looking pretty pretty solid. So are so is Vegas. Both of these teams are, are cup-contending teams, and anytime you have two cup-contending teams going at it, it's special. Anytime you have two cup-contending teams going at it for multiple times in the same week, it's even more special. And anytime you have two cup contending teams going at it in the same week outdoors, even more special. This isn't one of my picks for the weekend, so I'm going to go ahead and just say it. I think Colorado is going to blow the doors off of Vegas. I think that you get those guys out in the sun, you know, right next to Lake Tahoe, up in the mountains, that high altitude. Colorado is a high altitude team. Vegas is in the desert. Colorado, they're going to be more conditioned. They're going to they're going to absolutely fucking stomp the doors off of this team. I might 
get risky here and take a total line. I might take the over on this one. I don't like to bet totals in hockey because who the fuck knows how many goals are going to get scored? Nobody. No one. It's in fuck. It's fucking impossible. I can't even build a statistical model capable of doing that because I'm not smart enough. I'm just a humble ads guy. However, this will be a good game. This should be a lot of fun. I think that these two teams are just going to go at each other. Probably going to see a couple fights. And this might really set up for what will become the Western Conference final. Like these two teams are really fucking good. Going to jump backwards in time and go <laughs> go to Friday night here. And I'm going to shock everybody when I say that the Wings versus the Panthers is actually a premier matchup of the weekend. We you, that might make you think, oh, there's no fun NHL games this weekend. No, wrong. The reason this is a premier matchup is, like I was saying, the Wings are controlling five-on-five hockey. And conversely, the Panthers are absolutely dominating on special teams. So if the Wings can stay out of the fucking box, they have a pretty good chance of winning this game. And if they can – like, the Panthers are now number one in the Central Division. So if if they can beat the number one team in the Central Division like that, you know, it's going to feel good in the room. It's not gonna. Oh, it's not gonna down. change anything. It's not gonna improve our draft position. It's not gonna do fucking anything. But it's gonna be a big moral victory, and I think that this team and this city needs as many moral victories as humanly possible. The other Friday game that I have is what uh, many NHL analysts have dubbed the Battle of Alberta. We have Calgary versus Edmonton. Connor McDavid's coming off his 501st point. In as many games as Sidney Crosby, which was 369. That game uh, two nights ago was pretty electric. I expect the Oilers to continue trying to, you know, prove to the the hockey community and the the scoreboard that they're a contending team. I don't think they're there yet. Calgary's kind of in a similar boat, and those two teams fucking hate each other. So anytime they play, it's going to be a lot of fun. Last time those two teams played, the – Bell struck at midnight, end of the game, third period's over. A Edmonton Oiler had the puck on his stick, and he shot it at a Calgary Flame after the game was over. Ensued in a little extra time scrimmage, as it were. So I fully anticipate violence to be a key, key component of this game. So if you're a fan of 90s hockey, this is probably going to be the game that, that really showcases that the most out of the weekend. Yeah, my final game, I'm going to fast forward to Sunday, and that's looking at the other outdoor classic between Boston and Philly. Anytime that you get a chance to watch outdoor hockey, I, I fucking love it. It's so cool to see, and I think it'll be really visually pleasing. Also, I mean, besides just the the good looks of it, Boston, good fucking team. Philly, good fucking team. This game's probably going to end up meaning something you know, long-term as these two teams are probably battling for first or second in the East or maybe second and third. So anytime they can start racking up wins against each other, they're going to need to take advantage of it. So I, I, I don't really have a pick in this. I, my gut's saying Boston, so probably probably go Flyers. <laughs> but uh, it should be a fun weekend in the NHL. You know, as we said at the top of this segment, no football, so we're going to have to find our violence otherwise. And I think that we're getting deep enough in the season. These teams have only been playing each other. Going to be a lot of hoopla. But Josh... We're kind of nearing your time here. I want to move right into picks, and we're going to start with you tonight, sir. 
Yeah, so let's see. I'm I'm currently nine and thirteen on the podcast. It's better than your five, fourteen, and one. Fuck off. I went I went two and one. Choke like, on uh, a bag of dicks. <laughs> I went two and one this week. Who cares? So <laughs> I've got one game for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Nuggets, Cavs. I'm taking the over. Uh the Nuggets are one of the best teams at uh, hitting the over, I believe they hit it at about a 70% clip. Uh, I'm big into the statistics when it comes to gambling, as as you've seen with the Jazz covering in 19 of their 21. So I'm hammering the Nuggets versus Cavs over. Moving on to Saturday, I'm, I've got West Virginia and Texas, 12 versus 13. Pretty good uh, matchup here in the Big 12. I'm taking Texas money line. Okay. I, I kind of I like Texas and, and, and their team. And then moving on to Sunday, I thought about doing Michigan versus Ohio State. Kind of decided, you know what, uh, uh, that's going to be a really toss-up game. I may end up throwing money on it, but I didn't want to make it one of my picks. So for my final pick of this weekend, I'm taking Evansville versus Drake. I'm taking Drake to cover. Again, we don't know the lines yet, but I'm going to be taking Drake to cover. Wow, sir. I don't hate it. I'm still rooting against you in this segment of our show, but nothing personal at this point. It's just business. And Josh, I know you got to get going here. You got you other stuff you got to take care of. So I'm um, wishing you the best of best weekend, sir. I look forward to chatting with you a little bit as we hopefully are, are struggling to count our, our fucking winnings. Thank you very much, Trevor. Thank you guys for listening. I'm out of here. Trevor's going to give you his picks. Trevor, for the sake of your wallet, I hope you go 3-0 and for the sake of this podcast. I hope you go 0-3. Very gentlemanly, sir. I appreciate how scholarly you are. Have a good weekend, my good buddy, and I will talk to you later. You as well, brother. Thank you, sir. All right, everyone else, you guys are stuck with me for the remainder of the show today. So I'm going to go over my picks here, and we're going we're gonna to wrap things up. I am, as Josh so kindly had mentioned, 5-14-1 on the show. However, breaking fucking news, last week I went 2-1. Technically, I went 2-0 because my third pick of of Tuesday's show ended up having to be postponed due to the tragedy in Texas. Speaking of that, real quick before I get into my picks, if you have any, any if you have the means still to donate to any of those those funds, we can maybe link something on our Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Motor City Bets. Please, please find it in your heart to donate. Uh, I know a lot of people out there are underprepared for this weather, and there's a lot of people suffering. So anytime we can help anybody at any point, we got to do our part, and I'm, I'm willing to do that. But moving on, you know, away from the seriousness that is the situation going on out in Texas and pretty much around the country with all these winter storms, I was 2-1. and one. My, I, I decided to substitute my one other pick last week for Connor McDavid to score three, three points in uh, in the game on Wednesday night. He only scored two. He had like 12 chances to get another point. No one buried. So it is what it is. Happy to be back in the win column there. Looking to improve this week. So I'm going to start things off by looking at Friday night. Friday night we have my first pick, Detroit Moneyline versus Florida. I don't think this is going to surprise anybody who's been listening to this show. I always ride Detroit money line. It's actually kind of becoming a bit of an issue because I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet against the wings. 
at some point they're going to win games. And when they win games, not only do I feel happy as a fan, I feel happy as a gambler. It's a win-win. Um, so, yeah, and, and I do think that these guys have a chance. As I mentioned earlier, the Wings are really controlling five-on-five play. Panthers aren't as good of a five-on-five team. So if we can just keep them out of the box, I think we're going to have a pretty good game. My next pick for Friday is going to be Winnipeg versus Vancouver. Both these two teams are kind of in the frisky category. Winnipeg, I would say, is probably better right now, but I would say that Vancouver probably has higher overall talent. And, you know, the talent of Vancouver just hasn't really been showing up this year so far, especially Elias Pettersson. He was a rookie last year. Kid's a fucking stud. He's going to have a really good, long, successful career in the NHL. But this year, he's in a bit of a sophomore slump. Maybe he lights it up against Winnipeg, but probably not because they have the most recent Vesna Trophy winner goalie. He's Connor Hellebuck. He's a Michigan native. The guy's a complete fucking stud. And Winnipeg's been playing. like You know, they've been finding themselves a little bit. They were in the playoffs a couple of years ago, and they weren't last year in part because of COVID and in part because they lost their entire defensive core and just didn't have an identity. This team's starting to find itself again, and I think that they're going to find themselves in the right time. So I think that Winnipeg is definitely, definitely a real frisky team. That being said, though, Vancouver, if they're going to get anywhere, they need to start getting there now. Um, however, I am going to roll with, with Winnipeg strictly because of goaltending, and I'm taking the money line. My third pick today is actually going to be for Saturday's game. So on Saturday, I'm taking the Caps versus the New York Rangers. Now, this game definitely isn't the game of the weekend or anything too special, but I feel like the Rangers are in a similar position of Winnipeg where if they need to, if they're going to have any chances in the postseason, they need to start really getting that ball rolling. And in Washington, these past few games, they're in a four, they were previously, as recently as last week, on a four game losing streak. They're struggling to find their identity a little bit. And I think that, you know, they can go up into to New York, play at Madison Square Garden and, you know, if they, if they can pull out of that game, I think they can really start building some momentum. They won tonight. They won the other night as well. So this this would put them on a three-game win streak, which almost negates their four-game losing streak. So I, I would expect the Caps to continue to really fire on all cylinders here. And with that, everybody, we appreciate you guys listening. As you heard a few moments ago, Josh had to step out. He had to go, you know, do some do some work. So I appreciate you guys listening to us. We both do. Please follow us on Twitter at Motor City Bets. And as always, please bet responsibly. Everybody have a great weekend, and I can't wait to, to talk to you guys again on Tuesday.